Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. John broken into the house It's 3 a.m. The day before Christmas Now someone's gotta go kick them out Hey man, where's the party? Uncle John's been messing around He's pissing off all the Pueblo dogs Now they're all barking around Hey, I'm the hole Don't you know Shares now, everyone is yelling about. Hey man, where's the party? Uncle John's riding into town. Blasting his music way too loud now. The cops are taking him down. Hey, on the whole, don't you know? Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast. That was Mozart Gabriel with Time to Go Uncle John. Hi, Carl and Greg. Welcome to our bowling party. Hey, the annual Christmas bowling party. Is that what this is? Yep. That's what this is. 
I can barely hear you over the frivolity of the crashing spares. Let's go back into the bar. You know, we'll, maybe we'll go back to the boat lanes. Yeah, later, let's go okay? back towards yeah, back towards the. Um, <laughs> well, don't go near the game room. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know. Um, let me just poke her head out, see what's going on out there. <laughs> I have to go find my ball. Oh, there's still forget, forget, forget. I gotta go get anyway, a ball. I'll tell you, you know, last year I think we had, I had a good bowling story. Yep. I just remembered a really horrible bowling story. Mm. It was my, I remember it was my ninth birthday. It was the one and only. I think it's you have to have one back in the in the day. Back in the day, <laughs> you have to you have to have a um a bowling party for your birthday. So we had a bowling party. And my father, one of the few things my father ever participated in in my youth, my father was in a bowling league, right? You know, he was like a really good bowler. He bowled 300s. He was like, you know, semi-pro kind of bowler. He, that was his big thing. And um, so we're having this like bowling party with a bunch of like nine-year-olds, girls and guys. And he's doing like league play. Like you gotta, <laughs> you, you gotta like change, go to one lane, the next lane and go back and forth. And so one, so I'm like, Came up and I and I took the ball and I bowled. And I was on the wrong lane, and he's yelling at me, saying, "You're in the wrong lane. You got to go <laughs> left and you alternate." And you, I said, and my mother's going, "Leave him alone. He's nine. He's a kid. Let him just bowl." And he's he's yelling at me. We're gonna if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it correctly. <laughs> the <laughs> protocol. Like he, he just ruined my bowl. I remember I went and cried in the bathroom, right? Yeah. And one of those bathrooms where they all these bowling lockers. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I remember yeah. those. Yeah. So I'm in the bathroom with the bowling lockers, right? And in come this uh I guess it was co ed or something. In came Rita Jenko, this little girl who I who I always had a crush Great on. Great name. Little, little redhead girl. So I'm sitting in there crying, like, I'm so embarrassed. Like, the girl of my dreams, I'm nine, and I'm crying in the bathroom, and he comes and see. So, like, it was the worst day of my life. Because you, you bowled know, my, on the wrong lane. Because I bowled in the wrong lane. <laughs> and you I, know, I'm, you get a strike or a spare over there, it doesn't I'm, count I'm because you, you bowled the wrong lane. He wouldn't let me sit at the desk. Remember that's when you had the big pencils? Mm -hmm. And you yeah. sit at the desk and you kept score before it was all automated? And he wouldn't let me keep score. He wouldn't let me sit at the desk. He was Those like Those grease pencils and the he overhead. Was, he, was, he was hogging the birthday fun. My father just didn't know how to be a person. You know, <laughs> all it is, you know. God rest his soul. He was obsessed, uh, obsessed with bowling, as a lot of people were of that generation. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. He had balls and shoes and bags. And oh, kind of, yeah. Absolutely. You know, that was a big thing back then. My grandfather, he's 95, and I think maybe it was – he only stopped bowling 10 years ago and he was in a league ever since I was born. And even then some, and I think it was like Monday afternoons and Tuesday evenings or something. He would go and he would bowl with his four friends. And I mean, they were pretty good. He yelled at me because I used to like play by the, I don't know why they had that air machine. I oh, I was actually going to ask, does anyone know why the air machine's there? Because like all we would I do was- having a sweaty bowling hand, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was for, uh, yeah, that you either rosin had rosin. Bag, yeah. Rosin bag. And or I would you... sit there and, and, and put my hand over the air like, you just bowl, just bowl. <laughs> anyway. there's, so, there's a lot of fetish involved when you, th <laughs> when you think about it, right? So, so it's like anything else. So we invite you to, uh, you know, uh, in that period of time when you've got family in or over or in town and 
everybody is uh, kind of going stir crazy because the holidays are over. In that period between Put the Christmas kids in the, and in New the, in Year's, the station wagon and go to the bowling alley. Pack everybody up and go to the bowling alley. In the station we, wagon. In the station wagon. And believe it or not, Greg, we actually would do that. At yeah. some point during Christmas break, we had a day where we would go and we would go to Wontaw Lanes or Wontaw there Bowling you go. Alley. Before the minivan, there was the station wagon. Yeah, (laughs) we would go and we would bowl, and they'd get us out of the house for a couple of hours, and we'd ask for however many snack items they'd get us from the food bar, and we'd have a grand old time. The thing that I don't think exists anymore that I used to love—it was just amazing to operate and to receive the uh, final result. But you used to be able to put your ball in this machine, and then you you would. Polish your ball. Oh, yeah, they still have the ball polish. They still have those? Of course they do. I would think wow. they would. I I have not been into I've been it's been several years since I was at a at a, a bowling alley, but I can't imagine they still got those ball polishing machines. But by the way, like you know, like last Wednesday, another anniversary was yeah. my twenty eighth year of sobriety. Wow. Fantastic. That's fan- fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. Nah, not really. <laughs> Life went downhill when I got sober. Yeah, you always <laughs> say that. I, I think it's. Uh, I got obvious. healthier, but it got boring. Obviously, you know? obviously, it's it's the opposite feeling for me. But uh, without drinking, yeah. a lot of those things aren't fun. You know. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it, they're just different. I mean, I think they're still fun, and I think learning how to have fun, like in an unaltered state, for somebody who relied upon substances. What's fun about it now is we can take Kenzie. So like we actually get like we can't really drink when we're out there because we obviously don't want her to take those balls and like throw them at some people or have her hit herself in the head or whatnot. But but then there's a joy in the child. Oh, there's there's the joy in the child. Absolutely. And we took her literally the weekend the pandemic hit was the last time we went but then you come home and you have a glass of wine knowing that and, you and survived. they have the gutter ball things but she can't get they, a gutter so here's the thing she didn't want to use the gutter balls i used, no i use the gutter balls the bumpers yeah my father's yeah. get mad too he goes like take three steps back you, you, your, your whole stance is wrong i go well, you let me just bowl i'm nine yeah you know, I, I wish i could <laughs> wish i could go back he ruined everything you know what was your funny story by the way carl sorry i forget now what was it what were we talking about bowling and had a have fun in a non-altered state? If you'd have been drinking, you'd have remembered that story. Probably. (laughs) The odd thing about sobriety is that the day after day after day after month after year that you put together without using substances, if you were predisposed to being addicted to something, all that time that you put together not doing that thing it's telling and it teaches you something, but it's, but it's different than you would expect. You would expect that people like you or like me that have not had a substance for 28 years, you would expect that we felt to a certain degree cured from whatever it was that was bothering us and no, causing think, us no, to that, use these. The alcohol was just a symptom. That's my point. You know, and I have like 29 years sobriety as well. So, yeah, we, I mean, we share that. We certainly didn't plan this, but I think it's actually uh, great that, uh, congratulations, by the way, on your anniversary. I think it's great that we brought it up because the holidays are a particularly hard time for people that are wrestling with or fighting the potential that they might have a problem. Oh, sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, you know, it, 
the holidays are very strange because people that don't have a problem tend to overindulge. And so what it ends up looking like and feeling like for somebody who has been hiding in a substance is it looks like everybody's doing the same thing. So it makes it a little easier to be bombed at the office party, right? Because everybody is. I think a lot of guys are, oh, let's look at the door. Some of that guy's drunk here, man. <laughs> look at that guy. He looks pretty wasted. Yeah, we can go on and on. Do you want to play some more music? Yeah, yeah. We, we've actually got one of our favorites back, Stacey Kelleher with Lonely Christmas. So she is actually with the management company AGD Entertainment. So we'll hear a little bit about AGD, uh, and then we'll listen to Stacey Kelleher's single, Lonely Christmas. This episode features an artist from AGD Entertainment. AGD Entertainment, at the forefront of innovation in the ever-changing music industry. They educate and inspire their clients with their knowledgeable team of industry professionals and through community collaboration, cultivate a fun environment with an emphasis on respect, creativity, and relationships. If you are a music artist and you're looking for artist management or career development opportunities, AGD Entertainment is the place for you. To learn more, go to agdentertainment.com. That is agdentertainment.com. I can't go home for the holiday. Wish I wasn't so far away Can't see my friends, can't hang the lights Atop the tree with the stars so bright All the sad Christmas songs hit way harder now Never knew how it feel to be away from the ones I love So I say Merry Christmas
sweet. I like that very much. I I'm did curious, too. Greg, just, just a quick little technical question now. Does she got to give a kind of a nod to Silent Night? And, did she infringe on that copyright there for that? No, Silent Night's public domain. Okay. So oh, she okay. Got, yep. uh, That's good to know. Yep. No, Silent Night's uh, three or 400 years old. I really like that, and I think, and the reason I like it is because uh, it also touches upon this kind of societal thing that's going on in the holidays, and that is that a lot of people, a lot of people get depressed, and a lot of people are lonely, and a lot of people uh, are suffer negative emotions during the holidays. Isn't it called and, the holiday blues? Yeah, I have experienced a little bit of that, but not much because I've always been lucky enough to have my family and friends around or been lucky enough to be around family and friends to celebrate the holidays. But there are people and circumstances that they're not uh, around or you've lost a loved one recently or whatever the case may be. But the the lesson for me is the idea that... Um, in the grief process, I talk about this, this is becoming the recovery uh, episode, but I talk about this <laughs> a lot. bowling with the recovery episode. Bo bowling recovery party. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yep. How many guys out there in rehab? <laughs> the, uh, you know, the, the lesson for me in it is the idea that the final stage of the grief process, which is really, it's bowling. Uh, it's, it's bowling. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the final stage is is actually acceptance, which is such a superpower for people like me that uh, we have to learn to accept things that we can't change, and we have to learn to accept life on life's terms. So I know what acceptance Anger, feels bargaining, like. <laughs> denial, I, acceptance, bowling. <laughs> during the holidays when I'm remembering a Christmas past fondly, I know that I have accepted the loss. So holiday is full of wonderful memories. What loss? I'm not following. The loss associated with the grief process, whatever you're missing, whatever whatever's making you depressed, whatever making is making you feel lonely, it's likely some loss you've suffered. Uh, right. And so once you've accepted it, uh, then those memories that come back, they can be pleasant and enjoyable. And the holidays are full of enjoyable memories. We can all think back to a time when we had a wonderful experience during a holiday. So, well, we asked Stacy some fun holiday questions. Are you oh, ready? Cool. To, are you ready to get to our holiday bowling questions of the week? Hey. <laughs> oh, Earl Gregory is joining us now. Yeah, yeah. Merry yeah. Christmas, Earl. So, uh, what do we ask? What do we ask, Stacy? So, the first question we asked her is, "What is your favorite holiday memory?" I have to say, one of my favorite holiday memories. It's hard to choose just one because there's definitely a lot throughout my life, but it was actually last year, which is crazy because it was my first year that I was away from my family because I decided to stay here due to the pandemic, and I'm from New Hampshire, and it just seemed too far for me to travel to make it back home. And, you know, I kind of expected to have the holiday blues and be sad and be missing my family, but I spent the day with my dog and I was in my house in East Nashville and 
my parents and some of my friends and family were so sweet and mailed me presents and we opened them on FaceTime and it was like they were right there with me and I am going to be leaving my dog this year for Christmas because I'm actually going home, which I'm going to be sad. I'm going to miss her a lot. So surprisingly enough, last Christmas ended up not being so bad being here in town and getting to spend it just in solitude and spending the day with my family, even though they weren't physically there and just being thankful for having made it through such a crazy hard year last year. Maybe that's when she wrote her lonely Christmas song. Probably. Yep. It's funny, Greg. You know, it's funny. Uh, one Christmas when I was living down in Nashville, I left my dog with you when I came right. to New York for the for the holiday. Alvin. Alvin. I left Alvin with you. When we had our dog, Abe, he always would travel with us for the holidays, and he was an 80-pound 80, 80 mutt, so he was a very interesting travel companion. Alvin was an amazing, wonderful animal, and Carl leaves him at my place. And uh, my daughter was in in that period where she would have done anything to have her own dog, and we were saying no dogs. But I thought, well, this this might placate her. And I did tell the story. I think it maybe even on the podcast at some point. Alvin was such a good dog. We had a parakeet. You you heard the story oh, about Al, Alvin putting <laughs> the the bird in his mouth, but wouldn't and, chew it or anything. And I and I caught him, and I'm like, and literally there was a tail feather sticking <laughs> out of Alvin's mouth, and I'm like, Alvin, and was, I pried was, his jaws open, and out comes the parakeet. He was a unbelievable. I, we'd go in the elevator, right? And it was like, like some, cartoon stuff. And some kids like don't know. How, how how to pet a dog. So Alvin's sitting in the dog, and this, like, maybe four-year-old, I can't tell ages, starts pounding him on his head, like, like, you know, like, and he's there, like, looking at me, like, stop this kid. Like, he doesn't I'm, do. I'm going to bite growl. this kid. Yeah, he goes, all right, I know I got to be cool. It's a kid. He was, Alvin was cool. He was cool, man. <laughs> so what else did we ask Stacy? So we asked Stacy, what was one present that you wanted but never actually received? A new bowling ball. <laughs> I would say one gift that I wanted but never got was, at least in my childhood, um, a dog. I always really wanted to have a dog, and I had always been like an animal lover, but my mom was like super allergic to both dogs and cats, so that was just something that couldn't happen. But I do have a dog now that I adopted in Nashville. I rescued her. And she is just the greatest. So technically, I did get it, but just a little bit later than I had asked for it. But she's amazing, and I'm such an advocate for animal rescue, and she's truly just been such a light in my life, and I love her so much. And yeah, so I did end up getting her, though. <laughs> we're right on track with the dog. Yeah, we, we were just talking you know, about it. You know, again, the cynical part of me, there's this great comedian, Bill Burr, Mm-hmm. Right, who yeah, talks about his his wife rescued a dog, and he goes, "Okay, so we went down and paid our seventy nine dollars and got him from the pound. I didn't run into a burning building to get him. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't jump down a hole you know, like a, in a, a well. Rescue. I didn't rescue him. <laughs> like I didn't like you know like jump out of an airplane and like dangled from a a tree branch. I just went into a plane. Everybody has to be dramatic in everything. Like, I they rescued do. my dog. <laughs> yeah. He's a rescue. 
So what's the last thing we asked? Stacy. Stacy. The last thing we asked her is, what is your holiday wish for the coming year? I would say personally, my holiday wish for the coming year is to continue releasing music because I had such an amazing time getting to put my work out this year. I'd love to continue to tour and get on the road and play my music in cities that I haven't been to yet. That's definitely something that I love to do and want to keep doing. And personally, just to allow myself time to relax. I feel like I'm always trying to tour and play shows and work on music. And I'm definitely like a very busy person and I enjoy being busy, but I think sometimes I forget to just stop and take a breath. So definitely wishing for that for myself as well. And I would say on a larger spectrum, just to see the world continue to get back to normal and to see the pandemic hopefully come to a full end and to just see everybody be healthy and happy and get to fulfill their wishes, whatever that might be. I like her answers. I mean, it's very realistic and down to earth. Like it's not like- her voice too. Yeah. Her voice is raspy. I like like that raspy voice. It's kind of good. Yeah. But she's not wishing for like the end of like world hunger, so- we featured her, uh, what, in the summer? Uh, no, we featured her in early fall. I'm going to go back because uh, I enjoyed that track and I love her answers. So I guess it's our turn. So what What do um, What do you guys wish? What, what, what's your wish, Nicole, for the world? Um, I mean, sort of kind of what she was alluding to that, like, we get the pandemic under control and that the world just calms down a little bit. Like, if we all just kind of take a second – to just relax and breathe and enjoy life as opposed to just going a mile a minute or burying ourselves in our phone. Like that, that would be my wish for the year is just kind of maybe taking an easier route in life than being busy all the time. What about you, Greg? I don't, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I would obviously like uh, for people to have an easier time of it, but I don't spend a lot of time wishing for things. Um, I try to understand on a regular basis that I have very little control over much. I would hope that people learn that along the way that, you know, we're in, con- we're in control of our own emotions and that's about it. I enjoy uh, the memories. I enjoy just the simplest of pleasures and seeing beauty in the world. So the holidays, it's, it's easier to do that, actually. You know? It's funny so, you say that. You know, I, I'll break my cynical mold for a second. This morning I woke up with the thought, look for the beauty wherever, wherever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, th- that's what I try to do. Like, you know, because yep. pretty much at any moment, you can, you can see what it is and be annoyed with it. But if, if you stop, pretty much, I don't get too philosophical here, but in any moment, you could look and then look at it differently and see some beauty in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, There's and, no and, question. And that's hard to do. But in reality, as far as getting the world, I want the world to get not get back to normal because I think normal kind of sucks. I think I think yep. the world should get back to better than normal, you know, and, and like, you know, start going back a little bit and being a little like, you know, um, a little more giving, a little more caring, a little more selfless. You know, I, yep. I think we're all just a little less electronic. Oh, a little less electronic. Because I think I think so much of us, you know, me included, I'm not saying I'm better or anything. We're all so full of shit. And I think we just stop being full of shit for a while. And, and like, and I think maybe the world will become a better place. You know, we're all yep. just trying to serve our own, 
self-interests. You know, well, we tell ourselves stories, and then we go about trying to believe those stories. Yeah, and we I, tell other people stories. You know, I always think the worst, the worst aspect, the worst trait that humans have, is the ability to rationalize. I think right. th that's what keeps us in yeah. trouble because justify you can justify anything, man. Judge so anyway. Yeah. So that's exactly. my two cents. So basically, mm -hmm. hold on. Let's see. Hey, hold on. Anybody on tech have something to say? <laughs> hey, hey, you, Fatso. Oh, it's been a good bowling party. Uh. Oh, man. Uh, all right. I think it's time to get out of this episode. Uh, thanks so much for listening. For everything that we spoke about, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to you all later.